Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Lead Minister Wade Hodges. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. One of the secrets to a good sermon, so I've been told, is to open with a surprising attention getter that signals to the audience that what follows will not be business as usual. And this is how Jesus opens his famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five. He begins with a series of surprising, no more than that, shocking blessings known as the Beatitudes. And one of the most important things to know about the Beatitudes is that they are primarily fundamentally declarations of good news. The first word in the original language, the first word in each statement is notoriously difficult to translate into English. Most scholars settle on blessed as being the best of the less than ideal options, but there are other possibilities like happy or fortunate or flourishing or even congratulations, which I like because it captures the radical shocking nature of Jesus's message. All of these terms are pointing to the good news embedded in the Beatitudes because each Beatitude addresses a specific group of people who are promised a blessing, usually in the future. That's why Jesus is congratulating them. 
The Beatitudes are blessings and promises, not commands to be obeyed. It is very difficult to obey a promise. Jesus is not telling us intentionally force yourself to become poor in spirit. He's not commanding us to mourn even when we have nothing to be sad about. He's not instructing us to go out and get ourselves persecuted. These are not entrance requirements. They're not things we have to do to enter the kingdom. They are good news announcements describing those who are already in, who are entering the kingdom at Jesus's word. The groups of people Jesus describes would never be considered blessed or flourishing in the ancient world or in the modern world for that matter. No, they are the last whom Jesus says are now the first in the kingdom. The Beatitudes are Jesus rolling out the red carpet for all the ignored nobodies who are now somebodies to be congratulated because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So these are declarations. Before they're anything else, they're declarations of good news, but they also function as invitations to draw near to Jesus and become more like him. They're not commands to be obeyed, but they do invite us to assess ourselves. Because we can't hear those blessings without also asking is Jesus describing me in any of those blessings? Do, do I fit into that list of those who are blessed? Do I really want to fit into that list of the blessed ones? Am I ready? Am I prepared to live in the kind of world, the kind of kingdom Jesus is announcing and describing in these Beatitudes? And therein lies the invitation. Here's an imperfect illustration. Imagine a father saying, Blessed is my 15-year-old daughter, for I will give her my car when she turns 16. Now, is there a command to be obeyed in that blessing? No, not really. Is the promise of the car, receiving the car, is it conditional on the daughter doing anything other than staying alive until she's 16? Not really, no. Well, where's the invitation? Well, you're going to get a car soon. Learn to drive. Get your license. Live into that promise so you're ready to receive and make the most of the blessing that's coming your way. On one level, the Beatitudes are descriptions of the kind of people who are naturally drawn to Jesus the oppressed, the hurting, the hungry, the outcast. These are the ones who are and will be at home in the kingdom of heaven. But on another level, the Beatitudes are also describing the kind of people we can expect to become as we devote our lives to following Jesus. Because Jesus embodies all the characteristics of the Beatitudes, doesn't he? Isn't that a description of Jesus too? And if as his disciples, we expect to become more like the one we follow, then we can expect to become more like those Jesus is describing in the Beatitudes. We're living into them as we follow Jesus. 
which is why the Beatitudes then become an invitation to join Jesus in turning the world upside down. I was first introduced to the concept of bizarro world by Seinfeld. You can learn a lot from Seinfeld. I could write an entire book of sermons just from scenes out of Seinfeld. And Seinfeld taught me first about bizarro world, but Seinfeld didn't come up with bizarro world. Where did Seinfeld get bizarro world from? Superman, that's exactly right. And you can learn a lot from Superman as well. Bizarro world in Superman and then in Seinfeld is this realm where the normal is flipped upside down, where everything is the exact opposite of the way the so-called real world is supposed to work. It's the opposite. It's bizarro world. And in the Beatitudes, Jesus is in essence saying, welcome to my bizarro world where I'm turning conventional wisdom upside down. What does that mean? Well, conventional wisdom says, blessed are the independently wealthy who have the resources to take care of themselves in a time of need and never have to ask or depend on anyone else for help. But Jesus says, no. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Happy are the desperate. Congratulations to those who have hit rock bottom and realize God is their only hope. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And conventional wisdom says, well, blessed are those who have the resources to insulate and protect themselves from the pain and suffering of the world. And Jesus says, no. Blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those whose hearts are broken by the brokenness of the world. And congratulations to those who can sit with and bear witness to the pain, not just their own, but also their neighbors, for they will be comforted. Well, conventional wisdom says, blessed are the aggressive. Congratulations to the strong who manage to force their way into a situation, make their will come true and always get what they want. And Jesus says, eh, blessed are the meek. Happy are those who do not use their power to exploit others so they can win. Congratulations to those who lack the power or the will to always get their way in the world. for they will inherit the earth. And conventional wisdom says, well, well, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for bright, shiny things, for those who are always chasing bigger and better, who crave new and improved. And Jesus says, no, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Congratulations to those who are oppressed and are craving justice for themselves and for their community, for they will be filled, they will be satisfied. And conventional wisdom says, blessed are those who hold themselves and others to a ridiculously high standard, who refuse to accept weakness or mediocrity or failure. Happy are those who surround themselves with top performers. Congratulations to those who expect and settle for nothing less than the best. 
And Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. Congratulations to those who love and accept the ones who can't get it right. Congratulations and happy are those who forgive those who keep getting it wrong for they will be shown mercy. Conventional wisdom says, blessed are those savvy enough to navigate complex political systems and situations. Those who know how to cut corners in order to get ahead. Those who are willing to sacrifice their principles in order to win. That's all that really matters. Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. Congratulations to those who refuse to compromise their values or their principles, even if it means they'll never get ahead for they will see God. In conventional wisdom, blessed are those who know how to mind their own business and look the other way and stay out of trouble. Congratulations to those who go along to get along and avoid conflict at all costs. And Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Congratulations to those who put themselves at risk by loving their enemies. Conventional wisdom says, blessed are the popular, happy are those whom everyone loves. Congratulations to those who are always treated well. And Jesus says, blessed are the persecuted. Congratulations to those who are insulted and ostracized and ridiculed because of their commitment to the kingdom for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. As we follow Jesus and become more like him, as we begin to embody more and more of the characteristics of the Beatitudes, we can expect that our presence in the world will challenge the way the world works. The Beatitudes are not harmless poetry to be put on a magnet and stuck on your refrigerator. They are revolutionary declarations that the dominion of darkness will not last forever because the kingdom of heaven is coming and in fact is already here in Jesus and in his followers who are becoming more like him which is why ultimately the Beatitudes invite us into a risky way of life with Jesus. Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, summarizes the Beatitudes like this. He says, having reached the end of the Beatitudes, we naturally ask if there's any place on this earth for the community which they describe. Clearly there is one place and only one, and that is where the poorest, meekest, and most sorely tried of all men is to be found on the cross at Golgotha. The fellowship of the Beatitudes is the fellowship of the crucified. With him, it has lost all. And with him, it has found all. From the cross, there comes the call, blessed, blessed. Jesus never hid or backed away from the reality that 
following him was going to get his disciples in a lot of trouble. One of his blessings is for those who are persecuted because of their commitment to him, which underscores the radical revolutionary nature of his message. Jesus wasn't crucified because everything he said and did made perfect sense to everyone. They do not execute teachers of wisdom who come along and reinforce conventional wisdom and remind everyone of what they already know. But they kill the ones. They eliminate the ones whose way of life turns upside down the status quo of those whose lives and kingdoms are built upon conventional wisdom. And to embrace Jesus's vision of the kingdom is risky business. Jesus calls us to follow him and to risk. To risk being gentle in a violent world. To risk being kind and compassionate and merciful in a competitive culture. To risk being sincere in a cynical age. To risk loving those who oppose us or would even do us harm. Why would we ever take these risks? Because the one we follow took these risks. And in doing so, demonstrated through his life, death, and resurrection that this risky path, this narrow way, leads to the good, the true, the beautiful, the flourishing, the blessed life. And so may God continue to give us the courage and the faith to trust Jesus enough to follow his lead so that we become more like him in life, in death, and in the life to come. And as we become more like him, may we happily find ourselves among the blessed ones. Would you stand for the benediction? We're gonna do this a bit differently today. I'm going to divide the room in half. So this half to my left, the right side of the room, your side one, and then the other half, side two, and just divide it here in the middle. I'm inviting you to read these Beatitudes one more time. But instead of reading them back to me or reading them to this wall or to the screen, would you just tweak yourself just a little bit so that you would turn to the other side of the room so that you could speak these Beatitudes to one another? I'll direct traffic. We'll put them on the screen. And this side of the room will read the first part of the Beatitude, the blessing part. Blessed, not blessed. That's old school. We say blessed here. Blessed. And then this side of the room, we'll read the promise side of the Beatitudes. And let's read these words, these blessings, these promises from Jesus to one another. Here we go. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus because we honestly believe following him is the best way of life possible. Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.